0: The 11th day of the month. The wicked borrow and do not pay back, but the righteous are generous and keep giving. Psalm 37, verse 21. God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. Today we consider generosity as a fruit of the Spirit. The gospel often sounds like a sheer foolishness when judged by human wisdom. God seems not to care about how much we earn, though it is by this measure that people in our society largely judge one another. Rather, God cares about how much of what we give away, a matter never mentioned by those who want to impress us with their incomes. Furthermore, many regard the term cheerful giver as an oxymoron. Surely, they suppose, it is those who cling to what they have that are happy. Often, fundraisers advise us to give until it hurts. Someone knowing that to be very bad advice, offer this alteration. Give until it stops hurting. But even if further change is needed, give until it is fun, and then continue to give because it is fun. How truly happy are those who discover that it is great fun to give away money, and time, and talent as well. In an ironic way, being generous may be the most self serving style of life to be imagined. For the cheerful giver receives a joy from being generous that tightwads can never know. Such are the ways God has of surprising us. Ask yourself this day, am I a cheerful giver or a reluctant one? When giving away something, do I ever quietly utter this prayer? O Lord, help me to give away even more. How often do I recall John Wesley's rule earn all you can, save all you can, give away all you can? How can I increase both my gifts and my eagerness to give? Opening prayer God of high heaven, by coming to earth to dwell among us, to die for us, you have demonstrated the greatest generosity possible. Enable us to see in the manger and the cross, the joy of giving ourselves fully in your service. Snatch from us the fear that if we give away what we have, we will have less or even nothing. Cause us to know that those who would save their lives lose them, while those who lose their lives for the sake of the gospel truly find them. We pray through him who taught us this in both word and deed, Jesus Christ, the perfect offering. Amen. Psalm 112, verses 1 through 7. Alleluia! Blessed man, blessed woman, who fear God, who cherish and relish his commandments. Their children row best on the earth, and the homes of the upright how blessed. Their houses brim with wealth, and a generosity that never runs dry. Sunrise breaks through the darkness for good people, God's grace and mercy and justice. The good person is is generous and lends lavishly. No shuffling or stumbling around for this one, but a sterling and solid and lasting reputation, unfazed by rumor and gossip, heart-ready, trusting in God, spirit-firm, unperturbed, ever-blessed, relaxed among enemies. They lavish gifts on the poor, a generosity that goes on and on and on. This is the second Sunday in Pentecost. Uh, for Year A in the Revised Common Lectionary, beginning with Genesis chapter 12, verses 1-9. through 9. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country, and from your relatives, and from your father's house, to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed." So Abram went forth, as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot with with him. Now Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions which they had accumulated, and the persons which they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. Thus they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed the land as far as the side of Shechem, to the oak of Morah. Now the Canaanite was then in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give you this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Then he proceeded from there to the mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord, Abram journeyed on toward the Negev. From the book of Romans, chapter 4, verses 13 through 25. For the promise to Abraham, or to his descendants, that he would be heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the promise is nullified. For the law brings about wrath, but where there is no law, there is also no violation. For this reason it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace. So that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, and as it is written, a father of many nations, I have made you. In the presence of him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist, in hope against hope he believed, so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet, with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured that what God had promised he was able to perform. Therefore, it was also credit to him as righteousness. Now, not for his sake only was it written that it was credit to him, But for our sake also, to whom it will be credited, as those who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he who was delivered over because of our transgression, was raised because of our justification. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, verses 9 through 26. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in the tax collector's booth. And he said to him, "'Follow me.' And he got up and followed him. Then it happened that as Jesus was reclining at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were dining with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, "'Why is your teacher eating with the tax collectors and sinners?' But when Jesus heard this, he said, "'It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick, but go and learn what this means.' I desire compassion and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, The attendants of the bridegroom cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. But no one puts a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, but the patch pulls away from the garment, and a worse tear results. Nor do people put new wine in the old wineskins, otherwise the wineskin burst, and the wine pours out, and the wineskins are ruined, but they put new wine into fresh wineskins, and both are preserved. While he was saying these things to them, a synagogue official came and bowed down before him, and said, My daughter has just died, but come, and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus got up and began to follow him, and so did his disciples. And a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak, for she was saying to herself, If I only touch his garment, I'll get well. But Jesus turning and said to her, Daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. At once the woman was made well. When Jesus came into the official's house and saw the flute players and the crowd in noisy disorder, he said, Leave, for the girl has not died, but is asleep. And they began laughing at him. But when the crowd had been sent out, he entered and took her by the hand, and the girl got up. This news spread throughout all the land. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men following him, crying out, Have mercy on us, son of David! When he entered the house, the blind man came up to him, and Jesus said to him, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, It shall be done to you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. It's the reading of the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Sunday. God of great deeds, on the first day of the week, you wondrously called forth light out of darkness. On the first day of the week, you graciously raised Jesus from the dead. On the first day of the week, you powerfully formed the church through the gift of your Holy Spirit. By this triple witness, you testify to us concerning your covenant love. Grant that all who worship you this day may do so in spirit and in truth and present to you a living sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer by Dick Arnold from the Methodist Handbook of Prayer for 2021. Lord, when it is so easy to criticize, help me to encourage. When it is so easy to grumble, help me to be thankful. When it is so easy to hold back, help me to volunteer. When it is so easy to complain, help me to appreciate. When it is so easy to hold a grudge, help me to forgive. When it is so easy to put down, help me to build up. When it is so easy to be negative, help me to be positive. When it is so easy to be despondent, help me to be hopeful. And give me the will and strength to do all these things. Amen. was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son— who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic Church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Receive this dismissal by Glenn Rainsley. Serve your God with patience and passion. Be deliberate in enacting your faith. Be steadfast in celebrating the Spirit's power, and may peace be your way in the world. Amen.